0: And thanks for listening to Talking Architecture and Design, brought to you in association with the Architecture and Design Network. You can catch up with news, projects, interviews, and much more at architectureanddesign.com.au, where you can also subscribe to our newsletters and magazine. Welcome to Talking Architecture and Design. Today, you'll be hearing from Michelle Adair, CEO of one of New South Wales' largest community housing providers and chair of Peak Body Community Housing Industry Association, the CHIA New South Wales. She'll be talking about the brand new North Sea affordable housing development in the seaside city of Wollongong on New South Wales' south coast. Apologies for the audio. It was done out in the open in the middle of a very windy and a very busy day. The interviewer today will be Jared Reedy, the Deputy Editor of Architecture and Design Magazine. So, enjoy.
1: Okay, so, do you think, obviously, we've got a mixed tenure model here at North Sea? Uh, Should this sort of be copied or mimicked? On, on all new developments, or some, or does it all depend?
2: No, look, it should be all, de- all developments, um, all streets, all communities, all buildings, uh, to begin to meet uh, the shortfall in affordable rental housing. Uh, one in five uh, of all new dwellings has to be secured and dedicated for affordable rental that's how big um, the housing crisis is and the real hu- housing crisis is in the lack of affordable rental housing not in how expensive it is to actually buy a, a home um, so yes next tenure is absolutely the way to go um, we would love um, more developers and builders to voluntarily uh, make contributions um, to that supply crisis but where they don't uh, then it should be legislated through a combination of, of both uh, incentives um, by way of waiving some of the DA fees and um, and some of the costs and charges. Um, and if that doesn't work, then they should simply be required to make... Um, uh, I prefer... Uh, stock contributions rather than cash contributions. I think it's too easy for money to get lost. Um, but this sort of development, again, benefits um, from when, you know, the people in the apartment upstairs or downstairs or or uh, down the hall um, are from a different uh, a different part of the community. And that's what makes community is, is rich diversity and inclusion.
1: Absolutely. So you speak on the, the rental crisis and obviously rental prices in Wollongong have risen by 50%. 50%. Will the Housing Trust here at North Sea look to lock in the rental price long term to give? that assurance and confidence to the renters of Northsen?
2: Yes, most definitely. Um, under the legislation, but also uh, at our heart, um, when we provide a home, we provide a home to, uh, to people for life while they continue to be eligible, if there are government rules um, around uh, income eligibility, uh, and, of course, while the tenants continue to do the right thing, look after their property and pay their rent on time. So for social housing tenants, uh, their rent is fixed at only 25 percent of their income. Uh, Most social housing tenants, but not all, um, their sole source of income is some form um, of uh, Centrelink benefit, Um, but they are also increasingly uh, people that are caught in the casualised workforce. You know, baristas and uh, people working in the tourism and hospitality industry, people who are uh, are doing, you know, casual admin jobs and a whole range of of other things. Um, So their income is fixed at 25 percent of Uh, rather their rent is fixed at 25% of their income. For affordable housing tenants, again, there are government eligibility criteria. Um, And for those tenants, um, rent starts at 75% of market, as long as that amount doesn't exceed... 30% of their household income, and so again, um, as a a landlord, um, if someone loses work, if someone has a baby, if someone is is unwell for a period of time, we reduce their rent um, to keep it at a maximum of 30%, because we know that's what makes life sustainable um, and possible, Um, so that's, that's the number we keep it at.
1: That's sensational and obviously that emphasis for people you want them to live their lives as opposed to having a scrape rent you know together every day with the pennies or whatever it may be you know I think that's sensational but uh, there's a lot of people that are looking for, for rental properties both here and on the south coast and abroad um, Is there anything that you think that can be done in the short term to alleviate these issues while we build developments like North Sea?
2: Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, We need uh, need subsidies um, from uh, all levels of government and contributions from all levels of government to be able to tap into the supply um, that's already under construction or that is sitting vacant, Um, you know, Melbourne has an interesting idea um, as uh, as indeed happens overseas where there's actually a vacancy tax. Um, so, there are properties sitting vacant, um, they should be made available um, and if not, why not should be the question. Again, I'm a firm believer in, in you know trying to provide incentives and provide opportunities. There are tax concessions and breaks that could be possible uh, within that sort of a model. Um, we need, as I said before, we need, if a new building is going up, at least. of it should be dedicated for affordable housing. Here in New South Wales Landcom, another you know, state government instrument only commits to delivering 5% affordable rental or social housing in their projects. That's, you know, at this stage, the best that we can hope for, 5 or maybe 10% on the old Bulleye Hospital site. It's just not good enough. The Cokeworks development, again, a brownfield site here in Corrimal, um, Wollongong Council are saying, oh, it's going to be wonderful. It's about 5% affordable rental. It's simply not good enough. I have been saying for years years all of our government uh, levels need to be asking themselves who are we happy to leave homeless and now we know the faces of homelessness in New South Wales in Australia are working families they are single mums they're older retirees that's who's homeless now and it simply is unacceptable in Australia in 2022.
1: Absolutely it's not good enough but you say that it's currently at five percent it should be at 20 percent how do we get there?
2: Um, we, we get there by requiring our governments... Uh, to care about renters uh, in the same way that they have always cared about first home buyers uh, and we get there by holding them accountable to doing something about it. Um, It makes no difference um, to a builder whether they're building a home that's going to be rented for affordable rent or whether it's going to be sold um, for an enormous profit. It makes no difference. Um, Partnering with the not-for-profit community housing providers like the Housing Trust and there are over 100 offices across all areas of the state and and of course nationally as well Um, we have a proven track record, we have tax benefits and concessions that are not available to government or to the private enterprise Um, we have uh, proven track records um, of really extensive regulatory compliance so we are safe, Uh, there is no way in the world that our projects aren't going to happen and happen well Um, we have um, an urgency in a way that doesn't Um, become very evident often in government projects.
1: Definitely. So just bigger picture and in the immediate term, are there more projects where the Housing uh, Trust and both the LHC are involved? Uh, Uh,
2: uh, No more uh, at the moment. Uh, We have identified uh, 12 to 15 um, sites that we currently manage for land and housing corporation that would be better knocked down and redeveloped with an increase in the yield from each of those, uh, each of those properties um, but unfortunately at the moment LAC's policy position doesn't allow for that to be commercially or financially viable um, so um, through our community housing industry association of which I'm, I'm the state chair of, uh, of the body we continue to lobby for fair and reasonable and sustainable uh, reforms within LAC's own policy policy uh, agenda uh, to allow us to partner with them and to solve this problem it can't be solved by government alone um, and
1: we have a sector that's ready willing and able to uh, to do it absolutely well let's hope that all hands turn the wheel and thank you so much for your time Good today. On you, thank, thank you me. so much
0: I'm Branko Miletic thanks for listening to Talking Architecture and Design brought to you in association with the Architecture and Design Network the a and Network proudly presents the Sustainability Awards now in their 14th year. You can find more information at sustainablebuildingawards.com.au.